0: There are times when I want God to work everything out right now. But I sometimes forget my place because having faith in God includes having faith in His timing. Isaiah 40 and verse 31 tells us, Those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. You know, when my dog Max was a puppy, I would tell him to sit and then put a bowl of food in front of him. And he was trained not to eat until I said, Release. Why? Because not even his next meal was more important than obedience to his master. If I didn't take the time to get this right while he weighed only 20 pounds, how could I keep him in control when he weighed Likewise, God must teach us to wait so he can trust us. Every time Max waited, he was rewarded, and my confidence in him only grew. Eventually, I could trust a strong animal around my young children. The question is not, can God give you what you want, but do you trust him enough to wait? For more, go to GraceChurchVA.org. That's GraceChurchVA.org. And as always, live big. Tomorrow can be bigger yeah. Just grow Let the world overflow yeah. Give my life bigger than yourself You're created for Thank you for
1: tuning in to the Live Big Broadcast with Bishop Derek Greer. God's Word is powerful and full of life. It opens your eyes to how big God is and how big life in Him can be. So we pray that today's teaching compels you to grow and live a life bigger than yourself. Remember, you can listen to this message and more for free at gracechurchva.org. Here's Bishop Greer with today's Live Big message.
0: Father, well, open eyes today, change hearts, God. We are so glad to be in the land of the living today. Another opportunity, God, to, to be in your word, to grow and, and to expand. We give you the honor for what you accomplished today in this uh, uh, session. We give you all the glory for it in Jesus' precious name. Today, I'm going to start a series on vision. And this is uh, really, really important. And uh, it's going to take a couple weeks to unpack. So open your Bibles to the book of Matthew and uh, verse uh, 4. And many of you have already read, uh, this verse, but, but let's do it. And Jesus walking by the Sea of Galilee saw two brothers, Simon called Peter and Andrew, his brother. Now this may surprise you, but most of the, uh, disciples were actually related. Uh, we had Peter and Andrew, James and John. We also had, uh, Matthew and James the less. Uh and without getting into all the details here it also seems from the scriptures that uh John and James were actually uh cousins of, of of Jesus. God tends to call families. Uh he has done this since the beginning of time. We we know that, you know, it was Aaron's family uh who became or that became priests. Uh it was also uh David's family who became uh, kings in Israel. It was Korah's family that uh, ultimately began to lead the, the worship uh, after uh, David's period. Uh, in fact, uh, James, the brother, uh, and Jude, forgive me, the brother the brothers of Jesus actually wrote in the New Testament. So we know not only was Jesus, Jesus was more than called to ministry. He was, you know, Emmanuel, God with us, but also James and Jude, uh, were ministers and we read their books in the Bible today. And he had two other brothers and tradition says that they were also in the ministry as well as his sisters. So God tends to put his hands on entire families and he tends to do it for a purpose and a, a reason. Now you could call it a family, you could call it a clique, you could call it a clan, you could call it a church, you could call it a tribe, but whatever you call it, each of us need one. So he saw these brothers casting a net into the sea, for they were what? Fishermen. So he announces the trade of these two men. And what I want you to notice here is that throughout the Bible, everyone that was called was called while they were doing something, while they were doing something. So these guys were real men with real jobs in the real world. Uh, In fact, if we go back, you know, he called uh, uh, David and Moses uh, while uh, they were shepherding sheep. He called Gideon while he was threshing wheat uh, uh, on, on the threshing floor. Matthew was collecting taxes. And again, James and John here are, are fishing. So just do what you, you, you can do with what you have, where you are, until God opens the door to whatever is next. So these guys were doing their work. They're, they had their life occupation, and then God uh, called them. Then he said to them, Jesus was about to give these men an opportunity of a lifetime, but nothing is more expensive than than, than a, a missed god given opportunity. In the end, by the way, we're only going to regret uh, the God-given chances that we didn't take. And, uh, you know, this life is too short, man. I'm trying to do whatever the Lord puts in my heart, and whatever's righteous and, and, and is not stepping on other people. Whatever God calls me to do, I'm going to get it done. He said to the, these men, great opportunity. Follow me and I will make you. Now, Jesus was about to give these two men a new vision for their lives. But I want you to notice step number one. He said, follow me. Don't get ahead of me. Don't try to do it without me. How many of y'all try to do it without him? I know I have. Uh, just, just put me first, get behind me and follow me and I will make you. And what he was saying to these guys, this was, you know, he's uh, the itinerant rabbi, if you will. He's he, right now, you know, the, the mobs are, are going wild. Jesus name is on everyone's lips. And uh, you would have thought he would have went to the seminary to get, you know, uh, disciples. But he he chooses these, these fishermen and he knew. He's like, hey, guys, I know you didn't go to the best schools. I, I recognize that uh, people uh, may not think much of you. I also know that people uh, hold their nose uh, when, when you pass by. But I have chosen you. He said, and I will make you fishers. What? Fishers, watch how Jesus casts this vision here. He used what they know, which was what fishing, to uh, explain what they didn't yet know—evangelism. And, and what I want you to also see here is the entire vision that Jesus gave for these men's lives were captured in just ten words, at least in English, only ten words, and it was clear. It was concrete and it was concise. And if your vision for your life is so deep, I mean so profound that you can't explain it, you cannot uh, put it into words, you can't put it on the back of a t-shirt, it is way too long and it's not ready for prime time just yet. He said, I will make you, despite the fact that you guys are fishing, you're not in the seminary, despite the fact you don't feel qualified, I will make you fishers of what? Man, not only was this vision here understandable to those uh, he cast it to, and you got to learn to speak people's language. If you're in a business setting, you got to learn the vocabulary of business. If you're in an uh, educational setting, you got to learn the the uh, vocabulary that that's used there. If, if you're just hanging out, you know, uh, on the corner, you got to uh, make sure you you learn the language that's being used there. If you're talking with your kids, you got to learn to speak in their. Language. So the vision that was cast was understandable to uh, uh, these uh, men because they were fishing. They were fishermen. So he said, I will take what you know, uh, fishing, and I'm going to teach you how to do that with, with, with men. But I also want you to see here that the vision was compelling, the vision was exciting. Um, you know, walking with God is an incredible adventure. And, and if Jesus was playing poker, um, you know, of course, I don't know how to play poker, right? Uh, but if, if Jesus was, was playing poker, he's basically saying, I, I see you and, and I'll raise you. I'll meet you at fishing, but I want you to take fishing to the next level. And what God will do is he will take where we are and what we have in our life, and then he will raise us. He'll, he'll say, I'll take what you have and the understanding you have, but I'll bring it and raise it to the next level. He said, I will take you and make you fishes of what men, what you did with fish. I'm going to teach you how to do it with people. So Jesus, uh, with this statement, it it was totally captured the imagination of these guys. But what I want to do is move to the book of of Luke. So uh, I give you uh, some, some more details because Luke says some things that Matthew doesn't. Verse one, so it was as the multitudes, masses of people pressed about him. Again, Jesus is a superstar. And when you decide to, to follow Jesus and not the crowd, eventually people will start following you. And this is what happens here. Um, they, they pressed about him. What was amazing, they pressed to hear the word. And that's all you're going to get from me. You're just going to get the word of God. And uh, this was, by the way, a deeply religious culture. So someone doing miracles uh, on the magnitude of Jesus Really, again, capture the imagination of the people. You know, Jesus at this point in in his ministry was like, you know, the the launch of the new Popeye's chicken sandwich just, you know, a year or so, a couple years uh, ago. So this was a, a big deal. He had become an absolute phenomenon and he stood with human legs. This has never happened in the history of humankind. God had never become a man before and he'll never do it again. He stood by the lake of Genesaret. Now, what I want you to see here is if God loved us enough to become one of us, we can love him enough to become more like him. So, we, we, you know, if you really love him, try to become more like him. And he saw the two boats standing by the lake. Now, Jesus, this is important, wasn't looking for the biggest boat. He wasn't looking for the most attractive boat. He wasn't looking for the most shiny Boat. All he wanted was an available boat. And here's the deal. I am living proof. God never calls the qualified. He qualifies the called. And he saw two boats standing by the lake, but the fishermen had gone from them and they were washing their nets. Now, typically, fishermen wash their nets at the end of their day. So this meant their, their day had had ended. And basically, if it was a cab, it was their boat would have said off duty. But in the, the the solution, there came a a problem. But but here's the deal: we we often, I think Thomas Edison said this. We we often miss opportunities because uh, it, they're dressed in work and they look like uh, or dressed in overalls. Forgive me and look like uh, work. So these guys are at the end of their their workday, and we're about to discover in a couple moments that they had fished all night long and they were not successful. They, they didn't catch anything. So the question was was how could Jesus get them to go back out on this lake? Verse three, then he got into one of the boats, which was Simon's, and asked him to put out a little bit from the land. Now, pro- Simon's probably think, hey dude, asked him to put out a little bit from the land. Now, pro- Simon's probably think, hey dude, listen, I have fished all night. Now, they don't understand you know, all all, all uh, uh, about Jesus yet. They don't understand he's the son of God. Uh, uh, he's doing some miracles. I don't think they fully understand he's the, the the Messiah. And he's like, listen, you know, I'm a fisherman. You're a carpenter. Why don't you stick to what you do? I was out on those waters all night long and I caught absolutely nothing. Uh, listen, Jesus, I appreciate the crowd and everything, but I really don't have time for this. And this is probably what what he's thinking. And we'll, we'll dig into that in a couple couple moments. But here's what I've learned in my life. My greatest breakthroughs typically, uh, often stood behind a door labeled "I don't feel like it," and uh, this was what was happening with uh, the disciples. And Jesus sat down from their boat. He used their boat and taught the multitudes again from the boat. So again, whose boat was this? This was Peter and Andrew's uh, uh, boat. So I, I want you to notice something though: someone else's, someone else owned the solution to Jesus's problem. And if Jesus, again, is the son of God, and God put him in situations where someone else owned the solution to his problem, we shouldn't be surprised that sometimes our problem is connected to other people. But God's kingdom only advances. This, this is just a, a principle, uh, as each is willing to contribute his or her particular part. Now, Jesus had the word, uh, but Jesus didn't have the boat. So Peter brought the boat. And it just maximized the impact of Jesus's teaching, because when he backed up from the shore, he was able to reach more people in the water, helped uh, magnify, if you will, uh, his voice. Now, when Jesus had stopped speaking now, meaning he finished his message and the crowd is like, wow, you know, he said some incredible things and uh, it, was, it was a great uh, afternoon. Um, but, you know, the devil, this is where he operates. He uses us and then spits us out. But God is not that way. He uses Peter's boat. And we see something of the character of God. And if your God's not like this, you're not worshiping the God of the Bible. Because my Bible said God is a rewarder. So he did not use Jesus Peter's boat uh, without leaving a blessing behind. God is a rewarder. Payday may not come every Friday, but it is coming. Jesus used the boat. And then he blesses those that allowed him to use the boat. Again, if God wants to use you, it's because he's trying to get something to you or through you. He said to Simon, launch out into the deep. So he taught the lesson and the rest. This is really just for Simon and Andrew. He said, launch out into the deep. And here's what I know. What God wants for us next Uh, will not happen in shallow water. We're going to have to go deep in the situations that feel like they're over our heads. And can anyone say New Campus? That's what all this is about. It's like y'all too comfortable in this place. Y'all could manage all that. You can handle all that. But I want to take you out into the deep. But here's the deal. If it were easy, everyone would do it. Uh, But thank God, uh, Peter was was unlike most and he allowed Jesus to, to use his boat and didn't get stuck in what he was feeling and, and his disappointments, etc. And then he said, uh, uh, and let down your net. So go into the deep and let down your net for a what? Catch. But Simon answered, and this is why I said what I said earlier. He said, Master, we have toiled. We have worked all night. Now, the word translated toiled here literally means to work to the point of exhaustion. So he was saying, listen, Jesus, I, I hear you, but I'm done. Um, I, 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 I am mentally drained. I am emotionally spent. I have nothing left. And uh, any of you, by the way, ever, ever been in a situation like this? This is where they were. And Jesus didn't back up and say, okay, you're, you're tired. I, 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 I'll leave you alone. Because here's the principle. An arrow cannot uh, shoot forward without first being pulled back. And our setbacks are simply platforms typically that God, uh, creates for our comeback. So, you know, they were being set up. God was trying to show them, now, you, you weren't successful in your own strength, but let me show you what it's going to be like when you do it in my strength. And here's the deal. You may have failed. You, you may, things may not have worked out for you, but perhaps you were doing it in your own strength. And God's saying, listen, uh, it's not that you were doing a bad thing. You were just doing it, uh, out of the, the, the wrong energy and, and, and in your own strength. Um, and God was about to show them, hey, guys, when you start doing it based on my word, not just based on uh, patterns and traditions, etc., you're going to find success like you never, ever uh, imagined. And Peter said to him, master. Now, this was, uh, you know, probably the primary thing that Peter got right. He still called him. Master. And when you worked hard, I mean, you did your part. I mean, you, 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 you put in your time. You, I mean, you, you, have done what, what, what anyone could have expected from you. And, 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 and things, you know, haven't worked out the way you thought. Here's a question. Can you still call him master? And Peter, despite what happened the night before, despite the disappointment, the discouragement, he had a family to feed. This was not, you know, fishing because it was a hobby. This was important to him and his family and the community that received fish from Peter. But in the midst of the disappointment, he still called him master. In the midst of your disappointment, can you, will you still call him master? Master, we have toiled all night and I know these waters Listen, we're not lazy. We were out there all night. We've been doing this since we were children and we have caught nothing. But the next word is the most important word in this entire narrative. It's nevertheless. Despite what happened yesterday. Lord, I'm willing to trust you today. Despite the fact, Lord, that you know, I was disappointed despite the fact that I'm tired and I'm, 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 I'm weary, Lord, despite the fact things in the past have not worked out the way I planned. Never the less. Here's a question: What's the point of living in the past, living in your last night, when you've already been there? And Jesus was giving them an opportunity to totally transform last night's outcome. But again, opportunities often dressed in overalls and look like work. Nevertheless, at your word. Man, this is, this is powerful stuff. Peter saying, Lord, if you say so. I know what my better judgment says. I know what I just experienced, but Lord, if you say so. That's all that matters. And you got to get to the place of Peter. Lord, if you say so, I recognize, you know, uh, uh, God say, I, I recognize what, what you've been through. I recognize what you feel, but I'm still God. And we got to get to the place. Lord, if you say so, that's all that matters. Lord, I'm going to do it. Even if I got to do it again, if I have to step on all my feelings to do it again, Lord, I will step in and I will do it. Because what did he say? He said, nevertheless, at your word, I what? I will what happened next was a result of Peter's will. And what happens next in your life is going to be a result of a choice you make in a moment like this. He said, nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the net. What you don't understand is that Letting down the net was a big deal because every time they let down the net, they had to clean it because you get seaweed in it. You get all types of unclean fish, all different types of stuff in the net. So this was not just a matter of them, you know, lightly saying, well, you know what, I'll 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 do it. They had just cleaned the nets. So if it didn't work, they would have to clean the nets again. And it sometimes took hours to clean these nets. You had to pick through them and it was the worst part of the day. It's not something that a fisherman looked, forward to he said i will let down what the net Peter didn't say well you know what jesus i'm gonna go and pray about it And a lot of times that's an excuse you know i'm gonna go pray about it. no he did it he let down the net and when push comes to shove are you gonna follow what 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 god has said or last night's disappointment are you gonna take the risk of uh, moving on or or accept the misery? of of staying the same and staying in the same place. The only reason Peter got out of this mess was because he took the risk to trust God again. And when they had gone, oh, sorry. And when they had done this, sorry, they caught a great, listen, they know the waters. The waters, it was empty. So we know this is a miracle. And by the way, you don't fish in the daytime. You fish at night because the fish see the nets, and and uh, the best time to fish is at nighttime. So, I mean, this is a, a double whammy, you know, they fished the waters and proved that uh, there weren't fished there, and the second, they go at the most inopportune time. So, uh, you know, this is like a double blind situation, if you will. And when they had done this, they caught a great number of fish, and watch this, and their nets were breaking. Sometimes you have to forget all the reasons why it didn't work and begin to, to, to believe the one reason it will this time. So watch what they did. They signaled their partners in the other boat to come and to help them. God wants to do something so big in your life, so big in this church, so big in your family that it impacts every single person you're associated with. And by the way, it matters who you partner with in life. So because they were partners, Peter and Andrew signaled, and actually James and John were their partners. So what's, what, what happened impacted four of the upcoming disciples and gave them a vision of what God could do in a life. And the challenge is many of our vision of what God could do is so small. All we think God can do is kind of anoint us or we can sense His present a little bit while we're worshiping. All God can do is maybe sometimes give us a, 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 a kind of a minor word to, to slightly encourage us. No, let me tell you something. God, God, God can can have us start businesses. God can have us uh, uh, take some of the greatest seats of power. God, God can, can can have us, uh, uh, you know, despite our sickness, he, he, can, he can turn us into people of hell. We we limit God. We we making this little tiny God, and that's why a lot of folks don't come to church, don't understand church because they, they see God so small. But when you begin to see how big God is, you you're one of the first to break through the doors. You're 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 matter of fact waiting for the message today, even before you know the the, the announcements and the worship songs come because you are ready and hungry because there's a big God about to talk to you and He's about to say some things that are going to give you a bigger and a stronger and better life. It says, and they, they came to, to help them. And watch this, they filled both boats. Not just Peter and Andrew's boat, but also Peter and John's boat. That's why it matters who you're associated with because the anointing on their life gets on your life. But also the mess sometimes on other people's lives can get on your life.
1: This has been Live Big with Bishop Derek Greer the radio broadcast ministry of Grace Church in Dumfries, Virginia. It is our sincere prayer that you are blessed and empowered to live a life bigger than yourself today. Access this message and much more for free at gracechurchva.org. We also invite you to join the Grace Church family for worship online every Sunday and Wednesday on social media at Grace Church VA or on our website at gracechurchva.org. That's our time for today. Until next time, remember, live big.